Hello, hello, and welcome back to Black Girl Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for another episode, the second in the second season of Raised by Wolves, entitled Seven. This was directed and written by the same people who did the first episode, Eric Ernest Dickerson, that Eric, and Aaron Guzikowski, Guzikowski, as the writer and director, respectively. I rated this outing a 9.2 out of 10. I was more engaged. I will say every time that it does segue off to what Marcus is doing, my enjoyment uh, dims just a little bit. And that's just because I'm watching a cult formulate. And while that is intriguing, I am also just like, um... But this other stuff happening in the camp feels like I'm more emotionally engaged, I should say. What's going on with the children, even though we're not getting as much there as I would prefer. But we still have plenty of time in the season. I think this episode did a good job of setting up some of the threats. Uh, I was really shocked that we were getting one of the biggest red herrings uh not red herrings that doesn't sound like the right word for it uh elephants in the room there we go i didn't think we were gonna address that anytime soon and yet here it is in episode two so i love that aspect of how we're moving things along the performances of amanda collins and i'm going to say his name completely wrong but uh, here we go abu baker salim that's that's uh that's what i got right now but but they are very engaging to watch and thus while travis fimmel has that persona it falls short and making me want to follow his journey but i'm sure it's gonna get crazier and crazier the more this cult becomes powerful and so i i do like the basis of the art and i think travis fimmel is doing a a great job acting this particular character it's just not my favorite part of the episodes when i'm viewing them so let's go ahead and jump into the recap oh wait before we do whatever platform you're listening to this on do me a favor rate the podcast leave a review i very much would appreciate it you can follow me on my social media which is going to be listed below remember to like share and subscribe and here we go we start with decima is it decima decimia hmm I should probably look that up. <laughs> it is Decima. She and Marcus, with that disgusting looking face, are on a rock with the acid rain. I would not want to be close. That if you, I understand you got clothes on, but any of those droplets, if you've been anywhere near a clo- coastline or anywhere near a lake you know that the water is going to crash on the rocks which means that you are sitting there catering or or 
offering yourself up to be splashed by acid water and i don't get it she begins a metheric prayer but hears a piercing sound that distracts her this is a a consistent theme throughout the episode and i don't necessarily know what it means but i'm interested to find out about these signals and how is she able to hear this signal she remarks she can feel the light of soul within marcus immediately laying the tracks for cult of personality versus the cult of religion that the metherics believed in it's interesting both sides are rather corrupt something we find out in a conversation a little later despite their uh, beliefs there is still that festering need for self-preservation Viril doesn't look too happy with this bond forming between the two who the fuck are you man back at the collective the children view the charred remains with hunter understanding this is their life now the freakish children of the people that lost the war hunter never has anything um what's the word i want to use important or meaningful to say he's just a negative nelly even that moment last season with him and father is not enough to make up for the fact that he consistently is i mean him and holly just have a consistent stank face and it's not as if i do not empathize with their situation however you also were just on the other side of it so i would think that you would have some type of i don't know how i don't know how long they never explained how long that they had been in the camp before mother and father was retrieved but it it seems as if a little while i don't know maybe i'm just expecting more from children or especially him because he doesn't feel like a child he doesn't like if vita was acting this way holly i really can't put an age on her but i can even give it to her she seems rather young but hunter felt as if he was at least three or four years older than everyone else with the exception of maybe tempest but tempest feels the same age or it feels as if it's reflected that her and holly are around the same age campion is of course confused at the hostility like the war is over why is people still enacting violence whereas tempest is disassociating thinking because she is no longer a believer this doesn't involve her once again it depends on how long the season is i think that's a little problematic that we don't know so i don't i can't perceive the pacing and thus i i'm not sure if this is the nuggets for the beginning of an arc or is this just something to give them to do because it's a lot of focus on paul and campion and their dynamic and not enough of the interactions between the other children i want them to flesh out their dynamics and a reason that they would still be a family besides experience trauma I want them to commit to each other 
because that that is going to be ultimately i think the breakaway each camp is is very much immersed in their own and they fought a war over it right people have died because of this split in ideology so there is no middling ground to be had and yet these children and mother and father specifically are this middling ground of ideology that is a little of the best of both worlds as it should be um so i i I wonder if this is tempest beginning her journey into becoming a actual second mother like figure of this group i understand she's still dealing with her own particular experiences where there is no therapy i think that was brought up in this episode there's there's no outlet there's no wisdom it seems to help people through all of the horrible shit that they've been through and this is how in a lot of ways like we're so protective of our children right now because of those thousands and thousands and thousands of years in which children were chateau 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 is it chateau 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 no chateau is i know chateau is a freaking it's a place of residence i'm trying to say uh chatel i believe but i can't i don't know if it's chatel or chatel whatever the case may be in my i know what it says in the dictionary but i can't come out of my mouth right word is that children already generationally were exposed to uh you know you grew up in a very violent visceral short-lived world that was hard and suffering and you have these children in a different way uh on the atheist side you know the bombs being strapped to them and then you got on the metheric side practically raising them in a cult-like belief to hate another group of people it is it is very very um difficult traversing that as a young mind so i i see them turning to each other more as as something that would glue them in a way that other people wouldn't understand and they build society from there because i think there are definitely more people like that i think that the older children at this point are a little neglected in their nuance and i want to see more conversations between them holly sues vita upset by tempest comment sue shows up having retrieved a weapon for their protection as a housewarming gift paul keeps his distance with mother and father joining them thanking sue and to assure them the children that is that the trust does not allow this kind of behavior so the culprits will be held responsible it's time to go to work go to your tasks including you too hunter that's why i kind of was like is he much older or that's where i get the indication anyway 
As soon as the children and father are sent along, I loved the animal aggressiveness Amanda Collins brings to mother as she takes a front to the idea that she can't protect her spawn because she's feeling insecure about this ever since she's lost her eyes. Question, cannot the trust make her more eyes? I feel like that is something that's on the board. However, Sue states her case that she couldn't trust her before as you know you was hearing that same voice that drove people to murder her sleuthing however has figured out that the trust is aware of the signal and of its potential danger and are confident it cannot pierce the tropical zone so what was marcus hearing while he was listening on the rocks that homegirl could hear as well what does this mean and why mother goes back to teaching the children but is denied access to the room cleaver arrives as the trust has another task for her which requires her to be disguised today she is a punisher being placed into a black rubber suit with her face covered with a metheric helmet that induces fear does the trust question how far mother's empathy extends and is testing it with this task or does it not expect her to have it at all having evolved emotionally and being you know mother having evolved emotionally and being unaware of it i cannot figure out the trust but i think with the commentary that they've been making all episode about how humanity it's easy when it comes to machine and man to automatically think that machine would take over but maybe our fear of that is because they have the potential to be better than us it's kind of like westworld in a way this is a horror like (laughs) um take on that that very uh essential question of the uh, man versus machine is machine just automatically the villain in that tale or does machine see what man is doing and what they ultimately turn to each and every time consistently over the millions of years that it's evolved and they're like yeah i'm going to allow some things to play out some other things not to play out maybe it does have the potential to be better to be more noble because it doesn't have that idea of self-preservation and the worry is well then that means it's not human because it can't feel which means it will make terrible decisions if you can't use your emotions right but what if it can what if our emotions are the ultimate kryptonite to our own evolution lord knows if you look around at the world right now (laughs) uh, we haven't gotten past that us versus them it's still impacting decisions no matter how many peace conferences we have how many peace treaties and the the whole united nations and everyone putting away their nuclear weapons or giving up this whatever the concessions are there's still that sliver in there that makes sure that no we are the biggest and the baddest and the you know the ones in control so I think the show is unique for 
bringing up the conversation to wonder if we are in in fact very much like westworld kind of part of the problem and you can see another species seeing us as the problem we gotta admit that shit (laughs) however we are all and our self-preservation is the fact that we want to keep living so (laughs) we we want to find a middling way so that it doesn't come to all-out annihilation but uh, i could see where there might be going with this arc she lamia lamia my bad enters into a room where the person that committed the hate crime is tied to a spinning wheel lamia's i'm gonna keep saying that because i'm so used to thinking of lamia lamia is conflicted as this feels like personal judgment that she can't help somewhere in her recessed mind feel happy about because it's justice and she gets to mete it out against the man that would frighten her children however uh this is also something that the machine feels or knows that humanity needs despite it saying or it's more noble ideal i don't know it's 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 uh it's freaky in a way because does it understand us more than we even understand us and then you have this man saying i i attacked a necromancer here she is this atheist hero who took down the ark who saved uh humanity from winning the war that not only do they distrust the trust but continue to see her as the enemy and that surprises her the way in which the past is not the past which is something father says in this episode you can't just move on it is still going to haunt you it's still going to shape your future we have mentioned signal since the beginning of the season and it appears the trust is using one as well on lamia I couldn't tell if she felt that she was in control of that moment because the trust was giving the commands to hit him she wasn't doing it of her own accord is that to to remove her as the responsible person so that it's not personal because cleaver had said usually victims aren't chosen for this task but i guess the trust thinks that you don't have any self feeling like you won't take any pleasure in someone else's pain so the whole idea of punishment being assigned or meted out by someone that is anonymous is to a protect them but b to remove them for being responsible it is you broke the rules and now this is the consequence of the rules versus you attacked this woman's family and now she is beating the shit out of you in retaliation i love to see afterwards that she was still disturbed by it 
because i think even she's questioning was that my own decisions or was i being uh unaware really that's not a word i know uh <laughs> committing uh, these tasks i love that she immediately sought out her partner who is working on a millions old android in the shed apparently when you expose this android to the sun it grows berries that are radioactive she tells them what she was expected to do today she's upset by it and i love that he didn't rush over and grab her in his arms because they're not humans they are androids that have human-like behaviors that they themselves don't recognize as human-like behaviors when they're happening and thus they're not just going to adapt to customs we're expecting when you see someone who's visibly upset he smiles and she's like well what are you smiling for (laughs) um and her being upset because she fears the violence within her as it's caused such ugliness and almost cost her everything father is smiling because he believes this confirms that under the law they would be treated fairly and since their nurturing protocols are satisfied they are in sync that chuckle between them well i definitely got some indication that maybe he had some questions about how his treatment or how his children would be treated i didn't get the indication last episode at all that he was thinking about dipping out and taking the children with him she wants to keep her actions from the kids and he wants to know when they intend to mention the creatures she said when campion takes the baton (laughs) father sees mother's pushing of campion to lead as a way to make up for what she considers a colossal fucking mistake it wasn't a perceived failure father it was a very real one (laughs) i love her delivery of that line (laughs) like no no dear i understand that you're trying to spare my feelings here but i'm fully aware of how this shit went i was there okay it came out of my mouth i may have these emotions about it but i'm also freaked the hell out because that's not what i signed up for he wants her to go easy on herself he's forgiven her you need to forgive yourself but she knows campion will rise to the occasion one way or another (laughs) you're gonna leave shit marcus is rock hopping with his new girlfriend decima she is dripping goo being the only man she wanted to touch and he is lonely in his penis area fell off my bed when he said i want to make a real family with you after 24 hours indicating the idea of ditching the android over there who is concerned about her safety run bitch run he really told her i can give you everything you need everything 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 he looked like he ain't touched water in a millennium girl have some standards he got half a mullet still I don't know what the hell is uh, attractive about his spidery face. 
at dinner father talks about the android that he found while he can't revive it he can learn about botanical life tempest is considering giving up the baby as an orphan as she asks how the children are treated to hunter's disgust and i just recall that hunter said to her face that she should feel blessed to be raped she rightly tells him shut up shut your goddamn mouth i need this to be known i don't see them going in this direction but i need to make this statement if they ever hint at these two costly button heads to to lover's face i will riot a bang is heard at the door as the bruised criminal i don't think we got his name through the episode at least i didn't get it comes to express remorse not just to them but the whole collective with father happily announcing there's justice and safety even for them campion pure heart that he is realizing this could be the fate of his very mythorathic family especially paul who constantly habitually be stepping across the line decides to narc out himself and his friend by exposing what they both found handing over the relic and the egg she tells him that there is life inside the egg but it needs to be returned to its nest as it won't hatch without its mother and i was like oh the foreshadowing (laughs) she's like i know who i raised and you will not hatch without me father believes paul will understand in time campion's betrayal but paul will likely end up in that cave trying to usurp power from his foe father i'm just throwing that out there they paul and campion are definitely meant to be friends on opposite sides of the coin marcus is still somehow making decima's life as she or he encourages her to erase the memories of her daughter because there can be only one for someone who hates android so much he was trying to fuck one it's real i wanted someone to say to his face <laughs> he's so disrespectful though they think that the androids are not even like you just gonna keep talking shit about me and then expect me to help you later on you don't think i got any type of self-preservation mode on my own ass think again i think that's gonna be the whole maybe that'll be the spiel on it i don't know which angle they can go uh just throwing out possibilities of where i think they might be going but shit maybe they're like uh yeah i want to live too the first things cult leaders do is separate you from everything before them he shows her decima the tablets he found she says she would be able to read them if they could find one that's not damaged he's not announcing himself as the great messiah but allowing her to come to that conclusion as if he hadn't added up the math beforehand sirens and flares announce more metheric runners marcus intends to extend his ranks by rescuing whomever it turns out to be the man that was beaten and now he's got a male convert that acid water effect when those two guards came into the cave (laughs) and it was and the tide came in that that was not pretty not at all campion goes to return the egg to its nest but upon slipping breaks it before he can register killing something by interfering with nature for one's own amusement 
number seven shows up. Oh my God. I forgot that Campion was Dr. Doolittle. <laughs> but I did understand immediately that this is not a predator because a predator would have been ate his ass. No, instead they catching eyeballs. Campion's like, you look awfully familiar. As if we were carried by the same synthetic android fluid this was immediately followed by is campion go ride a snake dragon so when campion had outed paul he said he's never gonna speak to me again father was like well in time he'll understand i'm like yeah when he's 50 years old he looks back at his life this is a raw child so mother who already was dealing with his uh emotions said blame it on me and it wasn't until i got this scene and saw them happily talking to each other that i realized that's exactly what they decided to do it's almost as if they have this realistic understanding of how that situation goes where father's way more optimistic paul is upset mother turned the relic in and quite frankly so am i some things we do keep between ourselves even if it's against the rules and we can't blame paul for his feelings because they are all facts he went from a cult to being kidnapped from the person who murdered everyone he ever knew (laughs) all of y'all people then you find out that your parents are dead killed by atheists the people you were supposed to hate to begin with he was marked for insanity and vengeance way back campion hasn't returned so they all go searching with holly pissed at the indifference of the community which is emphasized later on because at first i didn't understand the hostility all they said was no would you tell us if they did i apologize she's just upset why are you attacking them even if they are assholes they ain't done nothing yet to show you they're assholes no go starting stuff but then it's emphasized later on when mother finds campion and tells it to go which it did she's like no do not make me get my belt out everyone else is apprised of its presence in the sky particularly this uh they said it was a research team father tells everyone to run from the scariest fuck looking creature that he thought was dead but the children and himself are then locked out of the safety pod turns out to be a good thing though as they are promptly dragged into acid water once number seven enters it to escape the bullets being rained or held down upon it Cover, 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 chameleon. You come and go. You come and go. Father made the most half ass attempt to save them. We have seen him pick up. No, we haven't actually. <laughs> I don't know if he can actually. Uh, I'm thinking about. I really am. I just had a moment flashing back to the, the TV show, The Winter Soldier. <laughs> or falcon and winter soldier oh that was not father that was another person with cybernetics or whatever superhuman strength back to this show 
uh yeah he just said no no this is terrible <laughs> but there's part of me that really wanted to say and this is what happens <laughs> to people who try to be bitches mother started lactating though and instantaneously the children noticed that the creature sounded a lot like the person tucking us in at night the community the next day are apprised and horrified of the situation one child has died mother was devastated hearing that news and father too because he feels responsible as the past isn't the past and thus makes her promise that she will not hesitate to kill it we didn't tell these people what we did and that there was this potential threat out there and now there are nine people dead and one of them is a child what is a child doing out there anyway but then again maybe it was bringing your child to work day marcus charms his uh wiles relating to the man in a way that he could get him to eat his dong shit and they both discuss the fact that lamia beat his ass sue gives cleaver meds back at the camp as everyone is preparing for the hunt to combat moon headaches and burrow fleas the man proves not to be just a drone himself receiving orders from a machine but a man who used to take orders from the greatest tacticians the world had to offer and while they mostly got things right they also were what did he say they were selfish chicken shits (laughs) self-preservation that word once again trying to save their own ass very much how he views not only marcus but sue like you were part of the atheist but you abandoned the fucking cause so i'm glad you're happy to be back with your people but even you are marked out among us there's those true believers right and just like that one dude says i just want to make a decision for once in my fucking life the trust doesn't have a sense of self it got them this far and it doesn't make mistakes is his uh his motto for believing she says i hope you write before uh stabbing him with that needle (laughs) campion tells paul that i wasn't hurt by the creature it wasn't aggressive that i fell it appears to be a newborn that it had attempted to communicate with him paul's like you and your creature fetish however uh saul did say something about a serpent communicating for him and thinks that this may lead to getting his box back and thus wants to come with father has been assigned as shepherd which he doesn't understand for the hunt it turns out he is to use the captured metheric members that are still alive from season one including lucius as bait something they were not apprised of they are not to leave fifth they are not to go within 15 yards or minutes of the staff that he's holding lamia goes to sue who is concerned about paul i will say i was even though father didn't seem to be trying to stunt on them after lucius was talking such shit like oh look who they brought back the irony 
Like, I don't think you're in a position to be shit-talking right now. Lamia goes to Sue, or more like Sue grabs Lamia. <laughs> Concerned about Paul. But Lamia tells her he's fine. He's with the children. I came by because I need you to seal up my lactating nipples. And mostly because I need some girl time. And this secret is just between us. Because they're going to wonder why my nipples are lactating. Something that Sue doesn't think to fucking ask. Oh, wait. Maybe the collective doesn't know that she was pregnant. Yeah, I forgot she said there's some files that are closed. So yeah, why? why? <laughs> Sue asked more questions is the 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 lesson of the story I'm trying to say. This is something that can't be reversed, but she's like, I do not have, I have no intention of having any more natural children. <laughs> Eliminates the ability to do this again or make another one she asked sue how to turn off one's emotions she's like unhealthily there is no like yeah we don't get a chance to figure it out we just keep going just dealing with that lami is dealing with immense guilt still and feels that there is that loving nurturing pool but it's it's also plagued with this fact that what she has brought into the world is killing people marcus and his new gang investigate what is going on by stealing a craft marcus happy his new recruit is all really willing to die in place of him he gets upset he keeps killing potential converts <laughs> and with no medic and Decima comforts the man to make himself look like a merciful god except apparently the first guy wasn't worth the effort of yelling out for a surrender because you know you're just looking for converts they discover the creature they are hunting on a skin something not organic but biotech like mother's eyes that marcus hath ingested accounting for his i think super human like abilities when he was jumping all around them rocks like oh you're slow i've never seen anyone who could do i think he's supposed to feel more impressive than i get when he's on screen decima surmises this is the sword he is meant to conquer what you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things i have ever heard everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it this is the thing about insane people they really try to make you feel as if everything is rational how do just because it laid flat he thought the sword was the thing he took out of or he used to take out mother's eyes he still oh after they bury the dead both men become frustrated at Varel being considered or not being considered just a useful tool but a person because decima knows that she is fried at least that's what real wants her to believe and after listening to her about her bad company and wanting a pet is able to go ahead and go home because marcus is like i don't want to push her i need this person here and it's your choice but i think that by the end of the episode maybe the choice is taken away i don't know maybe we have a uh 
someone who could potentially be a what do you call that spy Jasima sends her back where she discovers a pet to make her feel better and then a tank that hurts her once again in the leg I wonder if Marcus and them heard that commotion because it's not as if she walked that far at least I don't think I don't know she comes upon Campion and Paul who are searching for the serpent something Varil can do because she has bio tracking but me thinks pretends to be too upset to complete it when she was around the other two and why wouldn't she be you've been talking shit for four days sir three days she needs to go home to fix herself first paul is not with it telling uh telling campion yeah i know your parents are androids but come on don't fall for the sauce they are good for wars but notoriously untrustworthy don't you understand you should get that by now campion tells him look the disrespect to my family and my people who are more trustworthy in my humble opinion than y'all fucking humans that's gotta go you need to not only treat them with respect you need to treat them as your equals so he offers to help her home paul's response was hilarious how do i reach these kids campion has grown up too because he before he even gave his opinion he started with look i acknowledge that you were right about so i knew nothing about him i was an atheist and yet you offered this idea of belief and it feels as if it's something that yeah i would have an interest in or that i see as beneficial however you need to understand that i'm not going to turn on the people that raised me to be this person that could look at a differing idea other than my own and still find uh some find some truth in that even if i don't uh, completely agree with the full truth of it like okay there is something out there there's something happening yes call it soul call it whatever you want to call it i'm not not acknowledging facts when they're presented to me but i also know this other reality that's not your reality this other understanding that you can't understand because you're a fanatic and no matter how much i am being practical with you you're not going to change your mind whereas campion is more malleable in that aspect mother finds skin with her huge ass gun and tells it it is not a child but a killer of children before burning it and that is how we end the episode <laughs> a little bit of a let drop down on the drama of that episode ender but still i thought a, a another good one for this season so we do have feedback i don't have too much uh predictions or anything like that i uh i think that they're gonna find out that this uh snake is not a is not the villain here like we kind of were set up to believe all through season one and if that's indeed not the case then what is this story of these humans that clearly were here before 
our current understanding of mankind that is and that android that he found i thought that was mentioned very briefly but probably has a lot more to it than than we are at first meant to believe i hope they don't kill the creature just because i really want to see campion ride a snake dragon i don't care if it's not really a dragon it flies like a dragon and it's a snake so with that yeah let's uh let's hear what uh what shy has to say about this one Christina it's me shy long time since I've given any feedback of any sort I can't even remember the last time <laughs> I've given some feedback I've been so out of sorts of late um, this whole year has just thrown me completely for a loop and um, you know with work and trying to get this promotion and putting um, pre preparing for the promotion because it requires a presentation and all this other stuff. And so, and then of course, afterwards, um, getting the promotion and then all the work that's going into stepping into this new role. So it's just, it's been a whirlwind of events. Um, and so, um, yeah, I'm trying to hire this the team that's going to be around me that i'm going to be it's just it's been it's been crazy so uh, i'm still in the process of that we selected some people and so it's just a matter of vetting them out and ensuring that they can be hired and you know, all the checks that you got to do um so yeah it's a waiting game at this point and so just a lot of work um preparing for all of that so um i have been watching a little bit of a few shows but um not too many to be honest um mostly like something will catch my eye and i'll start watching it just like today i was telling y'all about bel air this new show um like a remake of the fresh prince of bel air but definitely i mean same concept but totally different vibe and I'm enjoying I ended up binge watching it um I saw it on Twitter the um the trailer and it just piqued my interest and so I watched a little bit of it just to see because it, fe it felt different it looked different and so um it's more obviously updated in what's going on today and stuff like that so thought it was great anyway um as for raised by wolves i did watch the first two episodes um because like you i had no idea this show was coming out i mean i've kind of been out of the loop with a lot of stuff um not too sure when a lot of things are coming out with me not having cable anymore i basically rely on twitter or you guys to tell me stuff some things i already know like i know when the flash is coming back and um shows that are like more consistent when when they come back for the most part um like this one raised by wolves i don't even remember like the last time this was the last time we saw the episode like was that early last year or was that i don't even remember so it's been so long it seems like 
The same with um, that the other one that we watch upload. It seems like it's been a long time between the first season and the last season. So it's been interesting. Um, and I don't even remember. And I would have liked to have done a refresher a little bit. At least watch the, final, the finale of season one. Because I came into season two completely lost and not I mean I and so I watched the recap so it did refresh my memory a little bit but I'm not gonna lie um it took some of episode one and I mean mo- all of episode one and some of two to really and then I listened to your podcast for episode one to really kind of get me back in this mindset of the of this um of this show so and even with that, I'm like, I, I, you know, um, you know, you cracked me up when you were talking about Marcus and how you felt about Marcus. And I think the fact that he is the way he is, is, is what is so fascinating. That's what, I mean, the fact that, you know, you're, you're like, you know, what the fuck, you know, with this dude, like, I think that's what, if you, when you have such a visceral reaction from a character that's that's a plus especially when that character is um the villain or the uh antagonist of the story because i'm like what the hell why is he still alive and it's like why is he still still alive (laughs) this dude won't die and so it's like ridiculous at this point um so that's that's how i was thinking from episode two one and two it's like really really i mean how did he get out of that acid thing i'm like that is that's ridiculous how he escaped that so and then i'm like when the two soldiers were going in there to try to capture that one guy that got beat the hell up i'm like why would you go in there when you know the tide is coming and this is the acid like how well that wasn't a well thought out plan like how did you expect to get out like once you went in there when you know it's like I, I you just live to fight another day he did do escape you'll get him tomorrow maybe i mean is it worth going in there at when knowing that you're not going to be able to get out <laughs> it just didn't make any sense like but again like they said in the first episode these are not the brightest <laughs> brightest people in the world so i guess that goes that's another example of how uh how silly they are and um, I, you know, I like what you said about the religion as- aspect because, again, we're delving into that. The atheists, um, I don't know why I can't get the the mythorax, myth- mythorax whatever, the M's, um, you know, that they're still getting, you know, those versions. And, um, and I do agree. I mean, there is, and I like, I mean, it's like these are the two extremes of each other. It's like the extreme of religion and an extreme of non-religion which is a form of religion that the to, to not believe is a form you know it's like i believe in nothing to the extreme you know that kind of thing and then you got the in between um that you believe there is something but it's not to the point of this extreme following and you know it has to be this way because as we're seeing with the trust which is an ironic name that there's an extreme belief in that form as well in not believing it's just really it's such a fascinating you know way of you know seeing each side and how <laughs> 
you know, everyone, how people who don't want to be, they want to be the exact opposite of the thing that they don't like. But in that essence, they become that very thing. It's just in a different way. So it's just, it's just very, very interesting seeing that this all play out. And then you, again, you have mother, father, and, um, you know, the children and then them forming their, in their own way, in their family, this dynamic is evolving into a belief system of their own. Um, and then I think that that is what's going to lead the, I don't know. I mean, I still have my question marks about Paul, um, Campion at least into this new age. And, you know, he doesn't believe wholeheartedly in his atheist belief. And obviously he doesn't believe in the soul belief. Um, so he'll, it'll be, a in between, he believed there is something is just not to that extreme or that to that, um, level. So, um, and Paul, I I don't know. I I go back and forth with him. It's like, is he going to convert to be more in the middle or is he going to always stay on that extreme side? Because I feel like there's a, there's a possibility for him because he was young enough to where he, he shouldn't be that extreme in his beliefs, especially after being exposed to a different way. And so I don't know. Um, I don't know if that's the optimist in me that thinks that Paul is going to come around. But then again, if there's only, like you said, only one person that supposedly this, um, the person, the orphan boy with that, with the whole, um, um, whatever I'm trying to say, uh, the book, the, Prophet, yeah, that there's only one. And will that pit them against each other? Because they're both at some point, at least Paul is going to be, I feel like Paul is going to be, would be more of the jealous type to really go the dark way versus Campion. If that were to happen, that they're going to be pitted against each other because one is going to start branching off, which I think is Paul because he feels like he's the one and Campion is actually the one, you know, that kind of stuff. So, I mean, is that what we're going for or is it going to be something different? I mean, we see that play out before in other stories. So I don't know. That'd be interesting because I do feel that they're pairing them together for a reason um, that this is how it's going to get to where we get to as they become adults. All right, I don't have that much time left, but um, can you explain why does Marcus have though that stuff on his face again? I didn't. I mean, I didn't even get to all the stuff I wanted to get to, so I'll try to get to a little bit of it next time because I don't remember what happened to his face. By the way, I think they call they pronounce it Lamaya in the in the show, not Lamia. So just wanted to throw that out there. <laughs> Anyway, gotta go. Until next time, much love, peace, and black girl magic. Queen of the couch. Shy. She ain't even hearing you coming at me. Y'all already double teaming. That's why I ain't watching Bel Air. Because it's on Peacock. (laughs) I was like, yeah. I looked at the trailer too. I was like, that's not worth those commercials. Maybe if they put it on another platform. Which I... No, I don't think they put Brave New World on another platform. I didn't even stick around for that show. So Peacock is not Apple TV. I feel like they got a few, a few good ones in there. But uh, Peacock, not so much. Not so much. Um, congrats, of course, on the job and your very busy life. 
All I heard was, Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. Here comes the money. Of course, the the sacrifice is your time and stress. I bet that didn't come with no additional days at all, vacation days. But yeah, you've been missing out, but you've also been missed. And yes, Marcus is a great villain. Someone that you bristle at on sight is a... Like the guy that played Joffrey, apparently he people would just see him on the street and <laughs> it just brought back all these negative emotions <laughs> and if you ever watch game of thrones you don't know what i'm talking about but mimi bit the bullet and did it so shy but jumping that bitch um yeah and don't give me these excuses you ain't got no cable you know i give you my password anyhow i didn't say that i mean i would help you obtain an account (laughs) but yeah i i do think that marcus is a good villain because he's so ugh. you just hate his guts at least i do and his face is like that because he was force-fed mother's eyeballs so that was biotech and because that's biotech it bonded with him and i think that's why he he's turned into this like even the one chick they're trying to convey it with words is this even real it feels like it's a sim he's meant to have this aura around him that doesn't indicate that he's a dirty hobo because that's what my eyeballs are telling me but (laughs) that explains why he has that weird shit going on with his face it might also be why he uh he's the most uh hardest man to kill on earth paul was being seen as the prophet before within the metheric community and that he was being seen even though he didn't quite fit the bill of being an orphan but now that he knows what he knows and knowing that there are people from the ark still around particularly lucius like i could see them linking up in the future and they're gonna be like what against what marcus is doing versus what the atheists are doing versus eventually what mother and her crew is gonna have to come in and do but it definitely center centers around a split even in that particular religion because marcus is about hijacking the religion for his own particular cause uh, which is himself and his own need and his own ego he's a megalomaniac at this point and now he has powers that gives uh that gives credibility to his his otherworldly rather insane 
concepts and ideas it's not to say that he can't function as a rational being but he himself is irrational uh so i'm curious about that but yeah considering those people are still around and they were looking at him at paul and paul eventually is gonna fall out with campion because we know this is meant to happen you know marcus is the and they, they they might have a the the first big civil war on this new place is gonna probably be between the t- two factions actually three factions because you're gonna have some people are gonna want the true metheric religion and see paul as the true prophet marcus with his cult of personality is going to pull other people into believing that he's the true prophet and then they're probably going to be battling against each other at some point i think that marcus is going to get the upper hand on the atheist because they're not they're not looking at him as if he's a threat he's a nuisance thus far but his persona the things that the trust can't know is is what is going to be its downfall it's how predictive is human behavior and we all know it's not that fucking predictive uh so yeah (laughs) that would be interesting to see play out so that answers your question and it pretty much sums up the episode i am curious to get more of where we're gonna go but I i like that it is because season one was very slow i do remember that it didn't have this much uh mystery it did but it didn't like it was very contained to our little settlement to this person marcus this quest for their children to get back it was about that and i think that they're ready to pull back the curtain on the world and give us more of the true history of this planet and then it's gonna see how and we're gonna see how it plays out on the current things going on so uh if you want to send feedback on our next episode blackrocouch at gmail.com or you can leave a comment below on this podcast my social media will be there as well remember to like share and subscribe until the next time peace hair grease and Blacker Magic.